we tell God, you get me out of this situation, I'm never going to drink again. Yeah. We get out of the situation, we feel better, we have a drink. So we have with the th- we already know what to do because we say it when we're in the midst of the trouble we tell God what we're never going to do again that God oh I'm not going back to him no more oh God just heal my heart one more time I'm not going back to him not one more and then what do you do you go back to him you caught up in the same cycle but if we do what we say we will benefit from it yeah and Diane in in, in um Exodus chapter fifteen uh, uh, watch this. The children of Israel just saw the power of God work, you know, moving them from out of bondage. <laughs> you know, Job says, if you return to the Lord, you will be what? Built up. But you must do something now. Remove iniquity from your tent. And you can go through Exodus here and just look at how meaningful this scripture is and how relevant it is to our everyday life. Watch. And as soon as they, when they get the victory, then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's now. When we into something and we get out of it, that moment, man, ooh, we are cloud nine. <laughs> we, we, God is so great. God is awesome. God is wonderful. Just at the point where we get out. In Exodus chapter 15, this was what's going on. You read that, Diane. Read it a little bit. I will sing to the Lord, Lord. for he has triumphed gloriously. Yes. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my, my strength, strength and song, sword. and he has become my, my salvation. salvation. He is my God, God. And, and I, I will, will praise, praise him. him. Yeah. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. him. The Lord is a man of, of war. war. The Lord, Lord is, is his, his name. name. Pharaoh's chariots Chariot. and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned mm. in the Red Sea. Yeah. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious, glorious in, in power. power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the the enemy in pieces. And in in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You sent forth your wrath. It consumed them like stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in in the the mighty waters. Who is like like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Your stretch, you stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You, in your mercy, have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Phil- Philistia. Then the, then the chiefs Chief of Adam of will be dismayed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them by the greatness of your arm. They will be as still as a stone till your people pass over, O Lord. See that. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, because you're a student of the word, this is the victory song. Who doing it? Moses and the children of Israel. As you read this, there's no one to them like God at this moment, at this particular moment. But later on, we see that the same people who sing this great song, exalt the Lord, went back. <laughs> Just a couple <laughs> verses later, they they're complaining. Back. Yeah, verse 24, they yeah. say, And the people complained against Moses, saying, yeah. What shall we drink? Yeah. Then in the next chapter, Exodus chapter 16, verse 2, Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against yeah. Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Yeah. And they just said, who is like unto you, O Lord? <laughs> <laughs> There's no one. There's no one like you. You you have triumphed over our enemy. And a little thing now. Wait a minute here. Maybe we should stay back in Egypt. <laughs> Job says, if you return unto the Lord, you not only must return, but you must what? Remove iniquity fall from your tent. You have to get rid of those bad habits. You got to get them out of your life. When you come to God, you have to renounce them. You can't go back and pick them back up. In the name of Jesus, you got to go with God now, knowing that he's great and awesome in power. The Lord is a mighty God, and he's there for you. If I return, I will be what? Built up. If I remove iniquity away from me, then I will have the great opportunity with my hand to heap up gold like dust. Because why? God is the gold. <laughs> yes, go ahead, Diane. Going on in Job chapter 22, starting at verse 28. You will also declare a thing, and it shall, and it shall be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. When they cast you down and you say, exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person. He will even deliver one who is not innocent, yet he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. So when we declare a thing, it will be established for us. And then light is going to shine. It's going to show us how to do it. So we declare it. It's already established. And now we have to see, see how to do it. Manifested. The way is already there. So we have to see. We need the light to shine in order for us to be able to do it. Verse 29 said, told us, when they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, yes. then he will save the humble person. So because they cast you down doesn't mean you have to come in agreement with them. We have to continue to say our exaltation will come. Why? Because our help comes from the Lord. He, and when we say that, it's being declared. It's established for us. Then light will come and it will show us how to do it. I gave the example about um, our home being in foreclosure for seven years. God showed us what to do. There were things that we had to do. It didn't just supernaturally come to pass because if we would have left it alone, it would have been lost right in the beginning of the thing. But we had to know not to be fearful. We had to remain in the place. God gave us some strategic moves to make spiritually, financially, practically, and we had to do them. And all those things in place, even though the enemy continued to come back, 
we stood victorious. Make Thank you for count. tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. You are listening to WMIE, Bavard's home for the very best in contemporary, modern praise and worship music. 91.5 FM. Hello everyone and welcome to Turn the Light On with Pastor Kevin Radlin in Cherish of France. Turn the Light On is a topical study of the Bible and how these topics apply to everyday life for each one of us. So join us today as we look at the Bible, life as a believer in Christ, and how to be relevant as a church reaching out to a modern world with the message of Jesus Christ. Now here's our hosts Kevin and Cher from Lighthouse Christian Church in Merritt Island, Florida. Hey everyone, Pastor Kevin Radlin here. Just wanted to take a moment and let you know that every Friday we're going to give you a piece of the sermon from our Sunday service so that you can enjoy and see what we're doing here at Lighthouse Christian Church every week. So I hope you enjoy this and that it ministers to you today. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Today's message is titled Word Power. Everybody say word up. (laughs) Say word power. Okay. You know, there's this age-old secret in the Bible. And it says this, Jesus loves me. This I know. Because the Bible tells me so. Well, what is the Bible? The Bible is the Word of God, right? So I want to share with you today that words have the ability to carry power. Say power. Words have the ability to carry power. They are vehicles. Words are little vehicles that carry uh, faith or they carry fear. You know, they carry life or they carry death. Think about this. They carry freedom or they carry bondage. You see, there's a a dynamic going on there that you can't uh, undeny, and that is this. There's light and there's darkness, and they both exist in the world. Well, how do they propagate? How does darkness propagate itself? How does the kingdom of God and, and light propagate itself in our lives? How do we walk in the light and not walk in darkness? I'm here today to tell you it's through words. Words are the most important thing going on in our lives, okay? And here's, here's the big thing is I got a mouth that gets me in trouble. Everybody look at your neighbor and go, can you believe that about him? I have a mouth that gets me in trouble all the time. People had to bail me out this week. It's like, Pastor, what are you saying these things for? Man, what are we doing? The cover-ups. It would blow your mind. But I really need to watch my words sometimes. Can anybody say amen? I speak death way too much. 
you know, you get in those frustrating moments or those moments of anxiety or, oh, and you just begin to, blah, 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 blah. it just starts coming out of your mouth. And you start speaking all this garbage. I don't think I've done that one before. It's garbage. Let's do that for you guys too. Garbage. But, uh, you know, the, here's the problem with me speaking stuff. And guess what? We've all done it, right? We've all said things that we shouldn't say or in the heat of the moment, let something slip or come out, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm past the F-bombs, unlike some of you. But I definitely got that one under control, okay? So just so you know, your pastor's got Ephesians 4.29 down. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Well, I got the profanity part down. So there's still, I mean, Ephesians 4.29, no corrupt communication, right? But here's the problem. You see, when I go to speak life over you, you come up here, you want prayer, and you're looking to the pastor to make the difference. If I've watered my words down all week and I've spoke death and doubt and unbelief, and then all of a sudden you come up here and now I want my words to have meaning and I want them to have power, guess what? They may not have the power that I'm hoping that they would have in this moment for you or for anybody else because I've allowed my words to be watered down and, 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 and filtered out, and I haven't done every word with, with integrity and power, and now when I need it to work, guess what? It may or may not. When it comes to that time when I want the words to really work, they may not have the punch that I was hoping for. Right? Anybody else have that problem? The, the Bible calls it taming your tongue. How many guys know there's wild animals, there's elephants, tigers, lions? Every one of those things that are out there that are crazy, wild animals, human, humankind has tamed them in one way or another. Siegfried and Roy, not so well, but... But tamed them nonetheless, right? That was bad, wasn't it? I'm sorry. But I'm just saying that th this is legitimate. But the Bible says the tongue, who can tame it? No one can tame the tongue. I want to learn about that. I want to teach you guys about that. Because this is how the enemy gets in our lives. This is how Satan finds his inroads. It's how he gets you